This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. All right, let's, let's move on to our lightning round, which is presented by Data.World, the enterprise data catalog for your data and knowledge. Uh, I'm going to start off. So are data products uh, a more important concept than data mesh itself? Yeah. yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, but it's not one way or the other, right? So, but then again, yes, <laughs> the, products would, the products would be more important, but I don't think uh, it, it, it ties into the idea of of, over, of ownership. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. All right, next question. Um, so we talked about the traditional stuff and we talked about more of the trendy stuff. Uh, do we do, need to do more of the so-called traditional data management work, right? The master data management, the data modeling. Do we need to do more of that than we're doing right now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think hey, everybody, get on that, all right? <laughs> Go back to our Easy roots. on the trends. Easy on the trends, Easy everybody. The trends. <laughs> I think my uh, my theory on all the trends and the roles, et cetera, is as tech guys, maybe we understand that the computers that one day will take over. So if we keep inventing more roles, we're going to keep confusing the computer. That's true. Take over. <laughs> That's true. It's the like a rat race. It's the like AI doesn't know who to impersonate if you keep changing the titles. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, now I know how to be a data engineer. A data engineer. Okay, okay, but now you need to be a data product manager. So you're like, it's not, it's an analytics engineer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, ah. Something else. <laughs> Love it. All right, next question. Is a catalog and a metadata a key part of a strategy to for collaboration data products? Absolutely, yes. Uh, are, are we supposed to say yes? I mean, give some. I mean, you provide some context if you want. Like, yeah, you maybe. 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 I think. <laughs> I, I think I already also explained it a bit. Huh? I think co collaboration uh, and uh, being facilitated by tooling is really, really key. Yeah. yeah. You're not yeah. a computer, so you see a one or a zero, you don't know what it means. You need that context. Yeah. Yeah. Context. Context, context. We call our knowledge first world. People, context, relationships yeah. first. I mean, the computer knows a one and a zero. Mm -hmm. we, we don't know that. Yeah. Yep. All right, last question. We, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, we, we, we were just coming from our Houston uh, uh, office and we spoke to many people over there and there was just one maintenance engineer that was uh, asking ourselves the question, I would like to analyze pumps. At what data do I have about my pumps? Mm -hmm. Catalog, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, so last question. Uh, can smaller companies implement a data academy as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe may good to mention there. Um, although we work together with an external co company to well help and set it up. Mm -hmm. In the end, we developed uh, our own training contents, and so it doesn't have to be expensive. I think if you are a data expert, um, maybe you need a bit of help huh, from people that are maybe a bit more into it. Sometimes in your HR department or your co com communication departments, uh, they have probably people that can help you out how to put content together in such a way that is being easily consumed by other people. Mm -hmm. I think people can start, if you create the training your, 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 your yourself, you get the people yourself, yeah, you can just do it. Yeah. You just brought up something that came up also last week and actually spoke with our VP of, of Employee Experiences this week about it too, which is how does this education of the business and the data together should probably be part of the HR, the employee experience yeah. onboarding process for organizations. Yeah. And I think that is completely untapped opportunity because yeah. because yes you you get onboarded and here okay here's the tools here's the things we go do but no yeah. actually explain us 
and, and yeah, we go through the mission and vision of the company like this, but no, yeah. no, explain us really how this business works and how the flow of it. I think that's how you actually get that understanding, that context. It's one of the languages you speak on the, the languages. Board. So you need to, you need to be able to speak that language if you want to communicate with your peers. And I love how you just said, like, maybe you just go talk to your HR organization because they probably already have the people in place to go help go do this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I love how we just, we talk about data, but at the end of the day, it starts getting connected with so many different parts of the organization. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like the, the data, and this is something that we've been, I, we wrote, I wrote up this thing with, with Mohammed Osser, right? The 3%, the 97%, 3% of an organization, we've been, we've been analyzing LinkedIn employee data. 3% of the organization are data people. 97% aren't. Yeah. We need to make sure that we're empowering. We're not just focusing on that 3%. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that 3% should understand what the other 97% is doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'd argue all those 97% are also data people. They just don't know but, it. Yeah, they don't have the titles. As they, right? they it's not the title. But but they all they all They're, use data and they yeah. make they, and, they, and that's how they make sure that they can accomplish their tasks every day. That. Yeah, that resonates so much with me, Valentine. And, and I think that... Um, I think the more we have these conversations, we're getting dangerously close to 100 episodes now. Um, we, uh, it, it's clear that data is a mirror of the rest of the business. And I think we always think data is something separate. It's something different. All oh, the data people. It's like, no, data is actually, un it's the understanding and it's the fabric of the rest of the business. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a fabric data, that data turns into a mesh and it brings us all together. Oh, you, right? ruined, <laughs> you, ruined, you ruined the analogy, man. Well, you said the word fabric. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right all right all right takeaways t t tim take us away with your takeaways all you right. go first oh man amazing takeaways today this was a great conversation um some of my big takeaways i wrote down is that uh, you kind of talked about the beginning of the journey you know around data uh first getting into data management many years ago it seemed like in, uh, inman versus kimball was the big question and obviously for good reasons things have gotten a lot more complicated yeah. and uh and more interesting too i think um, but, you know, we started to talk about how we reconcile the traditional with the new and the trendy. Um, and you talked especially about this idea of treating data like an asset uh, and balancing that with treating it like a liability and how that becomes an overarching philosophy that can be applied both to the traditional world as well as the newer world in terms of data, in terms of business strategy. Um, and then the past, Juan, you kind of mentioned liability may have been more the emphasis, but you know the sort of the good asset aspect is starting to become a lot more of a big, big aspect here. Um, and uh, things like MDM, things like uh, data modeling, these are some traditional things that I think maybe faded a little bit or became a little out of vogue, but now a lot of these things are, are roaring back. Uh, data cataloging and governance, you could also say, is kind of a more traditional activity yeah. that has really seen a new life in yeah. recent days, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, we talked about this importance of breaking down these silos, breaking <clears throat> down these barriers and uh, and enabling the company. And one of the big ways that you talked about BOPAC doing that is this data academy, right? Uh, bringing together a cross-functional team, training them to establish a common language. What does it mean to work together and overcome challenges and gain value for around the data? And the focus being around the business objective, like really focusing on the business value, the business objective, helping people be uncomfortable and then empowering them. So as they go off and do these projects, as they kind of go back to their decentralized life, because a lot of you mentioned a lot of OPEC is very decentralized in nature, that they're bringing that learning, those skills there. And that actually the business people, they learned about the data. Now the data people can learn about the business as these projects kind of go underway. So those are some of the big things I wrote down. Uh, Juan, what were what were your big takeaways? Yeah. Well, I, I go back to this over and over again, the whole 400 years and, and 
be, exist for another 400 years, focus on value creation, short performance and long-term value. I think this is a very, very important takeaway that, again, I hope, I really, really hope people think about this. And, and I think we need to change incentives and stuff, but this is something we should go strive towards. So how do you have that resiliency with the data strategy within BOPAC, for example? I think you guys are focusing on sensors data, right? That's, that is how you're, that, that is your strategy or one of your strategies around that, right? You want to know the health of your asset. You know? How is this pump doing, this old site? Uh, can the data tell me how I can make an old site last longer? Uh, because now that data is visible. Um, and I, I, we made this really cool analogy, in my opinion, about how we can push, consider that as pushing the health of equality back to the source. So make that dark asset visible, make that dark data visible. And I mean, mm -hmm. even though we're, th we're thinking about it as, as tanks and pumps, like you can even see it within your organization uh, with your data that you have, like push that back to the, the original source. Mm -hmm. And another way of doing that resiliency with your data strategy is focusing on collaboration. You'll have 70 different uh, kind of different sites. There's 70 different large groups all over the world spread out. Like you need to help them have those insights. And I think that's where kind of Data Academy will come in. Other kind of trends that you're seeing too is real time, right? We talk about real time. What is your interpretation of real time, right? Is 15 minutes, is it a millisecond? We really need to understand what you mean by real time and ask why. I mean, this is another trend we see, we're constantly seeing through all our episodes. Ask why, 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 and how does this actually make me better with real time? And Valentine, you said real time, it happens without my interference. So maybe that's a better definition of what real time could be. And then other trends, we talked about data mesh, of course, it comes up a lot. And it's not a binary thing, right? It's, it's really a solution to that central data data bottleneck team. And um, and we talked about also kind of the roles. They come and go. At the end, the industry is really struggling with this itself. And it's just us that we need to be kind of just be very explicit. And one of the things to think about is, is it a role or functions, right? Kind of have that separation or understand that. Um, how did we do? Anything we missed? Anything? I think that was a good recap, but I would have to listen again and make sure. All right. So <laughs> let's start over. <laughs> all right. So let's throw, throw it back to you all. So three questions. One, what's your advice about data, about life? Very broad on purpose. Uh, second, what resources do you follow? People, blogs, books, conference, whatever. And third, who should we invite next? So advice? Who wants to go first? I have some advice, maybe mm -hmm. in perfect in in. in for the data and in, in life or jobs in general. I'd say, and especially if you hear all these buzzwords and whatever you try to do, I'd say that uh, perfect or being perfect, that's the enemy of just good. Mm. So if you can have a good idea or if you, have, you believe something is good, go for it. Don't wait to, to be perfect. You, you can shape it out later. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, sometimes you're just blocking yourself if you're looking for something perfect. Sage advice and useful in the data world too. Yeah, yeah, it, it applies to many areas. You see a good bar, don't waste uh, finding uh, the perfect bar. Right? Uh, <laughs> go for that one. Don't go, go for that one. Settle down. That's a good one. How much time are we wasting looking for a bar and then yeah, yeah. they all close? They, they all close. Just get out on the good ones. Um, my what what helps me a lot in my job is uh, showing a bit of empathy and really trying to understand that other person that, you, that you're talking to, right? If you really try to understand his concerns, uh, even if maybe you think you might completely disagree with this person hey, because he has a completely different opinion than you, I think with, with a bit of empathy, you will find that you would better understand him and come to a, uh, a uh, agreement on the things that you have to agree upon. I love that, empathy. That's another topic that comes up a lot, empathy. We've discussed with a lot of people. I think this is another trend is to understand others. Get understand others, yeah. What resources do you follow? 
I just mentioned you on forehand. I'm a I'm a books guy. Um, I think blogs are too volatile for me. Maybe a bit old school opinion, but uh, I'm I'm a I'm, I'm a books guy. I read a lot of books. Currently, I'm reading um, The Information by uh, James Gleick. Love it. So for the people that haven't read it, uh, are interested in data, The Information by James Gleick. I think it's a very powerful book. Mm. Yeah. Great suggestion. Yeah. Mm. What about you? Resources? Uh, not a particular resources, but I did read a good book over the summer. So I thought, well, let's just recommend that one. Then uh, you'll find yeah, out. Sure. So it's uh, it's completely different uh, topic, but another fascination of mine is the Second World War, whatever happened there. Mm. So the, I, this summer I read a book by Roxanne. She uh, she wrote that book, and she wrote a book about the sisters of Auschwitz. Mm. Uh, she moved into a very old house, and behind the walls there were all these old papers, uh, and uh, th those were like. Uh, newspapers from uh, like resistance parties or, or, or Jewish families hiding mm. for uh, within the war. And she reconstructed all of that with archives, uh, talking to old family members, uh, the things she found in her house. And it was a full on, like it's a, yeah, it's a nonfiction book. Mm. So she reconstructed the whole story. It was very impressive. And I, I think it was translated to, uh, to English, and I think that you can buy it uh, in the US as yeah, well. And they're gonna make a movie on it, so it has to be good. And I, I, it was impressive. 300 pages, one week. Oh, wow. So it, it's not really data related, but it's at least uh, reconstructing the story from information. Oh, you it's find. interesting. The qualitative and quantitative information. Yeah, so, yeah, what yeah. was the name of it again? Sisters of Auschwitz. Sisters of Auschwitz. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's, that's the English translation. Yeah. Yeah. So, finally, who should we invite next? I hope that you can invite Christian Matsbjerg. Specific. He is, um, he is a person that also wrote a very interesting book. Uh, he studied humanities and he has a consultancy firm that does a lot of well, uh, consultancy uh, uh, jobs uh, with a, a lot of data. And he wrote this great book of how you can kind of blend data with humanities. What is the thing that data is uh, good at and what is the thing that we as humans still, uh, still need to do? So if you can get him for the show, that would be great. Interesting. That would be yeah. interesting. Do you have a suggestion? I have no suggestion for you, but I'll, I'll let you know. What I'm, what <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, th this was a fantastic conversation. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to be uh, live with Joe Rice and Matt Hoosley. They're from Terranity Data. They also have their mon mon more, uh, Monday morning data chats. We were on their podcast, I think, one or two weeks ago, and now we're going to get the chance to have them on our podcast yeah. they wrote the book data engine the fundamentals of data engineering on oh, the riley yeah. i just got the book delivered to me yesterday i'm really excited so that's another book recommendation <laughs> i also like to buy, buy books i don't like the ebooks either so <laughs> and then also uh next week no not next week in two weeks time something like that we have the data.world summit so go, september 22nd actually three weeks uh data.world you can find more about our summit and with that thank you all Thank you so much. Thank you. This was thank awesome. you. This is yeah, awesome. Thank you for having us. And, uh, and as always, thanks to Data.World who lets us do this every Wednesday. Data.World, the data catalog for your successful cloud migration. Just visit us at Data.World. And you guys, thank you so much. Thanks, Roel. Thanks, Valentine. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Thanks, Bye, everybody. Cheers. I'm, I'm out. <laughs>